Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected senior portfolio manager and investment advisor at Canaccord Genuity. She has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters, and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, interest rates have been a hot topic this year with the most recent interest rate announcement from the Bank of Canada. There have now been three interest rate increases so far, and we're just halfway through the year. That's right, John. On Wednesday, the Bank of Canada hiked its benchmark interest rate another 50 basis points, and it's now sitting at 1.5%. The last time the Bank of Canada raised rates by half a percentage back-to-back was nearly 25 years ago, and that was uh, in 1997 and 1998. And as we know, the Bank of Canada I got more aggressive uh, with raising rates, and it wasn't just kind of a vague promise that was going to happen this year. Um, What we saw with the invasion of Ukraine, we saw a lot of things skyrocket, the price of oil, the price of food, and here we are now. So I think the days of cheap money have come to an end, and it's important for Canadians and investors to understand what this changing current environment uh, is going to be like going forward and how to make adjustments um, as a retiree and, and what should you really do going forward. So today on Ready, Set, Retire, we'll be talking about the impact of rising interest rates and how it affects the economy and individuals. We'll also be discussing ways to manage inflation during your retirement. Uh, So, Laurie, now that the Bank of Canada's benchmark rate is 1.5%, how will the economy and investors be affected by the increase in interest rates? Well, households are going to feel the impact of rising rates in, in many ways. As we know, real estate... Uh, So mortgages and loans are connected to the benchmark rate through the prime rate. And as rates become higher uh, and so quickly, it's really affected the affordability of buying real estate as well. And so just to throw out some numbers for you as an example, last January, you could get a five-year locked mortgage for, you know, 1.7%, 1.8%. So that was extremely low. Well, now five-year locked rates are somewhere between 4.5%, maybe 4.7 even. And so that's a huge increase um, that, again, we've seen low rates for a long time. And so I think going forward, we're going to see even more of that. And and those who really need to, to worry are those that have variable loans or mortgages because their payments could be increasing at any point here. And now that households are facing a slowdown possibly in housing as well, we haven't quite seen it here in Vancouver. We've seen it in Toronto where home prices have already started to come down. In Vancouver, we're seeing listings are up. 
but home prices have not yet fallen. But usually what occurs is, is that more people start listing their homes. So we will start to see more and more inventory. Then you see people getting a little worried, pricing their property lower and then possibly lower. And so again, this kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight. But I will say that them raising rates by half a point each meeting is concerning for the real estate market. What about employment? Interest rates generally lead to higher unemployment rates. Why is that so? Usually when they're increasing rates, they're trying to kind of dampen a a hot economy, right? And right now we've got super employment. We've got too many people almost working. There's not enough good people to go around in any industry that you look at. And so what can happen and what we've started to see is actually layoffs in some of the various sectors. So some in the tech sector even starting to lay off. So, you know, I always say you can't have a recession when everybody is working. So that's why I'm not concerned of a recession really even this year, but possibly into next year, depending on how far they raise rates here. But unemployment will likely rise in the coming months or in quarters, right? Because as they increase interest rates, there's less demand for goods. And uh, from that, if there's less demand for goods and companies aren't selling as much, then you may end up seeing layoffs. And that could, again, lead us into, hopefully not, a recession. But it's something that as a portfolio manager, I have to be very, very on top of and mindful of because what actions the Fed or central banks are taking today could have an effect on us next year. So again, it's really important to keep on top of that. We're looking always at leading indicators, economically speaking, and uh, and some of those are also lagging indicators like employment. Well, it's interesting because we're at a, a record low unemployment rate in Canada and the U.S., and I, I still keep hearing, uh, you know, many businesses are screaming for people. They, they can't get people. It just seems odd to me that there would suddenly be people being laid off. I suppose it depends on the sector, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's exactly why. So where I think they're struggling to find people is like the services industry. So in restaurants and travel, uh, leisure, that sort of thing. Uh, because a lot of people left those industries and said, to heck with it. And I'm out, I'm out of here. Uh, but, you know, when they're opening and shutting restaurants down for a year and a half. I think it got uh, difficult for a lot of those people to stay employed in that sector. But in the technology space, there's been a lot of surprise earnings to the downside. And remember the NASDAQ, which is, is tech heavy. It's not only technology anymore, but it was down almost 30% since the beginning of the year. So a lot of companies are showing that revenue is slowing, sales are slowing, or consumer discretionary type companies too, right? So it's important to monitor and it's not a reason to run for the hills because like I said, you can't have a recession when everybody is working and still looking for people. So there's going to be something that happens this year. Either the Fed is going to see inflation get under control, hopefully sooner rather than later, and not be as aggressive to raising rates. However, if they see inflation still out of control, they're going to continue raising rates, and then that could possibly lead us into a recession. So I think the next quarter is really important to look at. And each time an inflation number comes out, it'll be interesting to see how far it falls. And again, the faster inflation falls, the better it's going to be for, for everybody, not just the markets, but us as consumers. I mean, the amount we're paying for things now, John, is unbelievable. What about uh, the effect on the stock market? What do uh, higher interest rates mean for equities? Well, usually the markets are doing well when uh, rates are going higher initially because the economy is doing well. 
We're in a little bit of a different scenario because rates are rising also because inflation is out of control for things like the invasion of Ukraine and supply chain issues like COVID in China. And so, again, higher rates can affect companies that have higher debt levels because the cost of borrowing is now much, much more expensive than it was. So that's something to monitor. But again, in inflationary times, you generally want to be in hard assets and you want to be in equities. But again, it, it really does matter what equities you're in. And, you know, for a while there, everything kind of came down. So this was, uh, you know, almost bear market territory. The S&P was down 20% intraday and has since then bounced back. I mean, again, we had one of the best weeks we've had in a long time last week. And so whether that momentum can continue is what's important. But again, we've shifted the portfolio so much in the last few months to be more for a slower growth type of economy, including consumer staples, utility stocks, energy, agriculture, and some of those other areas like copper even, which has been uh, one of the areas that has done the best for us over the past 12 months. So so again, you just want to make sure that you understand the changing environment, or if you're not managing your own money, that somebody who is managing your money is staying on top of it and not just buying a basket of stocks hoping for the best, because this situation that we're seeing right now, there's two paths that could go down, and uh, you want to make sure you're prepared for both. What about the effect on bonds, because bonds are sensitive to interest rate changes? Yeah, bonds, my, my favorite topic over the past three months, I think, <laughs> you know, and, and the bond market can be very complex to many investors. A lot of people will say to me, I don't know anything about bonds, but the stocks I do or mutual funds or whatever it might be. And so the thing about bonds is it's true. When rates go up, the price of bonds go down. And this is the worst bond market in 40 years, if you can imagine, John. So when there's people coming to me, say callers from the radio or wherever, and they've been with another advisor that bought them a lot of bonds or long-term bonds, they're having significant losses in their portfolio on what they thought was more conservative in nature. And it's essentially, they should be a Government of Canada bond. Most people would believe you can't lose money on that. And uh, essentially, in the short term, you can. And some of those long-term bonds, like 20 plus years, are down almost 20% in a very short period of time. And, you know, I was talking about this last year, reduce your bond exposure. Yes, even if you're retired, be with active bond managers. Don't uh, just invest in bond exchange traded funds. And all of that advice, John, was right. And I didn't know how high rates were going to go and how quickly, but we knew they were going to move higher at some point because we were coming out of the pandemic. Life was getting somewhat back to normal and there's an increased demand for things. And eventually, you know, they can't keep rates that low forever. But I, I will say that there might be a really good entry point into the bond market too. Remember from every fallout or every correction or every crash, there's usually a, a buying opportunity at some point. I don't think it's yet. I don't think it's now. But maybe uh, in coming quarters, we'll start looking at increasing uh, the bond exposure. So the, a lot of the damage probably has been done. But again, we still have to look forward and say, well, how high are they going to go here in terms of increasing rates? So that's an important one for financial advisors to understand and maybe have uh, discussions with their clients about. Now, interest rates and inflation are often discussed together as they are closely related. Inflation currently the highest it's been in nearly 40 years. And while the interest rate increases by the Bank of Canada aim to keep inflation in check, it's not something that's going to disappear suddenly overnight. So what leads to this high inflationary environment 
And how does it impact investors? Yeah, you know, when they started seeing inflation last year, and they were calling it transitory, that was one thing I mentioned quite a few times, that I didn't believe it, it could be transitory. The world can't get over these sorts of things in a few months, and how wrong they were with that, because they should have probably started increasing rates last year already, so that we're not seeing such big increases all at once. But of course, we're seeing inflation for multiple of reasons, supply chain disruptions, and especially lately, there's more due to COVID in China and their zero COVID kind of lockdown situation. Um, We're seeing worker shortages due to COVID too, right? People still have to stay home and things like that. So that's affecting the supply chain. We saw consumer demand go up. Obviously, the invasion of Ukraine has also contributed to higher inflation, which has resulted in higher interest rates now through the central banks around the world increasing interest rates. So those are kind of the main reasons of why we're seeing prices move higher and higher. So in April, we saw the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, in Canada rise 6.8% year over year, which is a slight increase from March What uh, has driven that increase? Well, uh, I mean, we're seeing a lot of food prices rise from April 2021 to April 2022. That was almost 10%, 9.7% was how much more Canadians paid at the grocery stores. And that was the largest increase since September 1981. Gas prices are expected to keep climbing, uh, again, because of Russia's invasion, uh, but also more demand in summer as well. So both of those are contributing to higher oil prices. And so prices are projected to soften as rates kind of move higher, that there will be less demand, and we'll have to see how this plays out throughout the year. Canadian households are reporting a sharp deterioration really in the ability to spend because of the price of food going up and because the price of gas going up and and even travel, John. Like, I mean, I'm talking to a lot of clients that wanted to go to Europe finally or go to Hawaii, or but hotel prices and some of the airline costs are up, you know, 20 to 40%, I would say. So, you know, I mean, we were talking to a travel expert and they were saying, you know, start booking now for this fall or winter or next year. And so, you know, I think all of these things are contributing to retirees feeling a bit uneasy because some are on more of a fixed budget or have a certain spending that they want to stick to. And now they're going, hey, wait, wait a second. Everything's cost way more than I thought. And I'm seeing that more with the early retirees. So those that are trying to retire or have just retired in the last few years. Well, I just uh, filled up the tank today and it uh, cost me a whopping one hundred and seventeen dollars. Uh, <laughs> which is which is absolutely the most I've ever paid for a tank of gasoline. So you're gonna have to get your skateboard out or something, or a bicycle. <laughs> I guess, or, yeah, a bicycle. So how does all of this impact retirees? Go into that a bit. Yeah, the most common effect of inflation is the loss of purchasing power. So you're gonna need more money to maintain your standard of living. So again, it costs a lot more today than it did last year for the same thing. And when you're working, you're earning a wage and wages tend to keep up with inflation to some degree. It may not be exact, 
but retirees usually don't have the option or, or want to go back to work. You know, some may take on some extra work here and there, but essentially they're feeling it. It's definitely the impact of inflation right now. And so when you retire and stop working, you're essentially transition from getting paid to paying yourself. So it's really the responsibility is on you as the retiree and your financial advisor to make sure that we're reviewing your spending and talking about inflation. And so we're doing financial plans for all of our clients. And we used to use a 2% inflation rate, John, you probably remember that years ago, it was always 2%. We've increased it to 3% because long term historical average is three to 4%, even if you take into those high inflationary times of the 80s. But uh, depending on where inflation goes here, we may have to even increase it from that. But just remember, with a financial plan, we're going out usually 20, 30 plus years. Inflation is here for now. It's not here forever. How long does it take to get back to that target 2%? Uh, we will not know. As a retiree, you just got to also be careful um, if you're holding lines of credits, mortgages, uh, variable rate mortgages. If you have any mortgages for your adult children in your name, that's another thing, right? It's just a time to really analyze any debt outstanding as well as your spending. An increase in mortgage rates from 2 to 4% would require a 24% increase in monthly payments to maintain the same amortization. I mean, that's pretty shocking when you think about it. Well, it is. And when I think of back to 2008 and what happened there with the housing market in the U.S., when we looked at household debt compared to disposable income, it was just over $1.30. In Canada, it's at over $1.80. So we have a lot more debt as Canadians right now. So this is just a really good time to review that debt and decide whether you continue to hold it or if you have the ability to pay it off from a portfolio, from wherever, cash in the bank. Those are the discussions that we are, we're having with clients right now. Because like I said, the, the period of cheap money is uh, definitely behind us. So what are some of the things that retirees and soon-to-be retirees uh, can do to protect their retirement from inflation? Yeah, so definitely, you know, one of the things I had just mentioned was with a financial plan, making sure you're using higher inflation numbers just to see what that impact is. In terms of owning real estate, a lot of retirees own real estate. I mean, it usually is a good hedge against inflation, but we could see a sort of uh, some softness here in the short term just because of how high mortgage rates are going. So I think you have to be a little bit careful there. And then the other thing with real estate, I just have a lot of conversations about downsizing and so on and whether now is the time. A lot of people also talk to us about mortgage rates and whether they should be taking variable or fixed. And so those are conversations that need to happen, especially if you're retired. Consider delaying government benefits such as CPP and OAS. If you're not taking it at this time, maybe you wait a little bit longer because uh, you're going to get a higher amount. One question we have been getting is uh, do CPP and, and OAS, how do they move with inflation, which I thought was interesting. So CPP benefits are adjusted once a year and that's in January. So we're not really going to get the benefit of what we're going through today in terms of inflation until next January. 
And OAS benefits are indexed quarterly, so that's a little better. But I was surprised that CPP is just so delayed, really. You know what I mean? And people need the money today, not next January. But again, that's the government for you, I suppose. So it's really important, as well as a retiree, to be reviewing your portfolio and your spending. There's also the situation right now where the markets are down year to date. So if you know you want to add more fuel to the fire in terms of what retirees are nervous about, <laughs> you've got inflation eating at their money, you've got the price of bonds going down, and then you've got the stock market on top of it. So the one thing I will say again, usually owning high quality dividend paying stocks in certain sectors during a market downturn or during periods of high inflation will benefit you and can benefit you greatly. But again, it needs to be actively managed. And you also have to just put up sometimes that some months and quarters are going to be negative, right? You can't sidestep a correction completely. And so that's important for you to know. But again, corrections and uh, what we're seeing over the past few months, they don't last forever. So if you look at a 10, 20 year long investment time horizon, you've all gone through these periods before. This is this is nothing new for, for many investors, but every time you go through it, you might be a little bit, you know, white knuckling and so on. And when will this end? Because it was a long time. It was the longest decline on the Dow since the 1920s. And so when you're going, not another week, really? It really was like that. And uh, But then again, you got a huge bounce last Last week. So this is a period that just needs to be managed, but um, again, nothing to panic over with the rising price and food and oil and things like that. It is here likely for this year, but after that, time will tell. And again, I, I never try to project too far in the future with a, with a crystal ball or anything, because as we all know, things can change very quickly. So again, that's why it's important to be active and be proactive and be on top of the changing conditions. And people should, I think, try to stay invested in the markets. Don't try to time the markets. Just looking at a, some information here uh, from your staff, uh, over the course of the last 10 years, if you missed the best 20 days, you had a negative return for that decade. So the best 20 days, you had a negative return over a period of 10 years. That's something. It, it is something. And so even though we raised some cash in the portfolios and some clients would probably say, oh, I wish you had more. But the, the problem with having too much cash is exactly that. And when you hold high quality companies that we feel had decent earnings, they're in good sectors, there comes a time in a market correction where it becomes a bit of a panic. People are throwing out the good stocks with the bad stocks and everyone's just pessimistic. And really, that's a time usually when we should be buying. Uh, we won't know until six to 12 months out. But again, it's something that needs to needs to be reviewed. And so you definitely don't want to be trying to make that call about going all to cash because the world seems uncertain. Well, you know, there's a lot of times the world is uncertain. And usually when it's certain and everything is great, that's when we should be selling. When everything is uncertain and pessimistic, that usually is when we should be buying. As Warren Buffett has said, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And so just to wrap up this edition of Ready, Set, Retire, global events are constantly changing. So it's important that we spend the time and put some thought into how we're going to plan and respond to the different situations as they come up. Yeah, John, you know, no environment, no situation is one and the same. And that's why it's so important for investors to have an experienced team, um, you know, someone really taking leadership of their portfolio, of their financial situation, reviewing debt with people or having that conversation. 
as rates have been moving higher and will continue to move higher, things are going to continue to evolve. And it's just important to be having those conversations with experienced professionals at this time. This is not a time to go it alone. That's what I would say, John. And remember, an advisor can always help you determine your asset allocation and really make sure that you have peace of mind as we navigate this current uh, market climate. You know, I've always said my career is new and exciting every day, and I can't tell you how true that is over the past four to five months, or even actually, let's go back longer, even two years. (laughs) It's it's our passion to stay on top of what's happening and make uh, disciplined changes to the portfolios and help people with everything financial, not just uh, their portfolios. All right. Do you have a quote for us to send us off into these turbulent waters? Yes. People have a love-hate relationship with inflation. They hate inflation, but they clearly love everything that causes it. (laughs) It's the old double-edged sword, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, thanks, John. It was great talking to you, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, John. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.